0: What's up, guys? I'm Kevin Nahai. Today's topic is self-awareness in dating and relationships.
1: What's up? It's Kevin Crenshaw, a.k.a. The Heart Guy. Welcome to The Heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. Today, we got Kevin and Kevin coming at you. Well, Kevin Kevin Nahai is a speaker and a writer talking self-awareness and dating and relationships. Bro, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, man. A fellow Kevin yes a fellow kevin a fellow heart fun guy. fact i know fun fact you can go to how many of and type in your name and see how many people have your first name how many people have your last name and how many people oh have your God. first and last name so that's a <laughs> i don't know why i said that that's but hilarious check it out if you want to see how many of you there are in the world <laughs> um well there so are many dude, people
0: with my first name and many people with my last name but i don't know if there is there's anyone with the with the first and last. But that's I was to surprised.
1: Uh, there was like 75 Kevin Crenshaw's. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, today we're talking self-awareness and dating and relationships. So how much of a role does self-awareness play when somebody is in the dating pool? Oh, man. Um, what a loaded question. Well,
0: I think that it plays an enormous role when someone's in the dating pool. But I think it plays an even bigger role when somebody is in a relationship. Mm. And the reason, I mean, first to address the dating thing, self-awareness is is probably the, the biggest thing that I preach and and practice and try to teach when I'm talking to people about dating, because if you don't know what you want, then you're constantly going to be disappointed with the dates that you're going on and the people that you're meeting And, you know, there's, there's a huge amount of work that goes into kind of seeking out the right partner and we can get into that in a minute. But when you're actually in a relationship, it brings up all of your stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, having, having this, this interaction with somebody else who's like, you know, a a mirror of you and who's constantly reflecting back to you, your own things, you're going to lash out at them if you don't understand that they're bringing up issues that have to do with you and that have nothing to do with them.
1: Okay, Does that make Kev. sense? So what about, okay, Kev, so I'm going to be devil's advocate here. What about okay. the, um, you know, I was involved with, a abusive relationship and he abused me and he's a narcissist. Are you saying I'm a narcissist? Are you saying I invited that into my life? Wait, say it again. So, What if somebody was involved with somebody who –
0: With an abusive
1: um, person. With an abusive person, right. And so they're like, how is that a reflection of me?
0: Well, there's a difference. I mean, if you're in a toxic relationship with somebody who's a narcissist or somebody who's abusive, obviously, my first counsel would would be to get out and, and run away and also to learn the signs of somebody who's a narcissist or abusive or learn the signs of a toxic relationship. But if you're in a relationship that for the most most part is stable and and happy and healthy, but you know your issues come up, your issues from when you were a child with your mom or your dad, your issues from previous relationships, mm-hmm. core wounds that haven't been healed, you have to understand when it's about you and when it's about the other person. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's that's the hardest thing. I mean, I've been in relationships where I've wanted to point the finger and blame the other person, and say it was all their fault, and this relationship ended because of them. And looking back, I'm able to see that yeah, they played their part, but so much of the dysfunction in that relationship was coming from me, and I just didn't mm-hmm. recognize it because I wasn't self aware enough.
1: Well, it's self awareness, but I think it's also ownership. I mean, I I lived yeah. the same thing myself. So, how does somebody was your get experience? to that point? Mine, my I mean, mine was my ex fiance cheating on me and dumped me. I oh um, fuck. I you know I was blaming her. You and were I was engaged. Like, well, I'm not. Sh- I'm not showing up. Yeah, yeah. So that's how all of this started. By the way, because <laughs> uh, mm. I got absolutely obsessed with why it happened and why people aren't getting the love that they want, and so I was doing my own research on the side and um, building a fitness empire, and then I stopped doing fitness, and now here we are. Mm. So what? I, what if somebody doesn't is starts to have that self awareness taking ownership? I think is a completely different thing because you and I took ownership and it's like cool. I'm going to change me. I could still point fingers and say all women are cheaters because the two relationships after that they cheated on me. You know, mm. I could very easily be be pointing fingers, but I chose to change me and I haven't attracted that since, and it hasn't happened since because I show up differently in the relationship. So how does somebody get to that point? You think where they just. Really, take ownership and go okay, and look within themselves as opposed to pointing fingers,
0: well, I think you hit the nail on the head, man i mean it's it's one thing to say, "Oh, look, woe is me, I got cheated on twice, I keep attracting this into my life, and yeah, like you don't deserve that 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 sucks, that's terrible, but my question when I encounter somebody like that is is what is going on with you that you keep attracting that into your life because now that's a pattern right so so my question is what's what's happening in your life or in your mind that you're subconsciously bringing that into your life and sometimes it's serendipity sometimes you know you're not actually doing anything wrong it's just you know a bad circumstance but how do you take ownership of it you got to take a really clear cold hard look at the in the mirror and say what have i attracted to my life what are the patterns and tendencies that have played out. And you can't be afraid to be brutally honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you don't really have a choice. I mean, the choice is either to lay down and die and be the victim of circumstances that are shitty and disappointing and frustrating. Or the choice is to become the person who you want to date, to become the the person who is worthy of the love and affection and tenderness and kindness and treatment that you want. Mm -hmm. It's all well and good to say, treat yourself how you want others to treat you. But you have to be the person that's worthy of that treatment. You can either go to work on finding the perfect person and avoid being cheated on and chasing this like fairy tale relationship, or you can go to work on being the person that's deserving of that fairy tale relationship, and building your life up, building your skill set up, building your emotional and spiritual intelligence to be worthy of the love that you want and that you deserve.
1: Hmm. Does that make sense? Right. It totally does. So, what would you and say? I think you've done that. I think you're a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. What would you say? Build somebody's self awareness muscle. Because I really do believe it is like a muscle.
0: It is. Um, Well, I can talk about the things that have really helped me. One has been therapy. Uh, I've been in therapy for like seven years, and I know that it's expensive and, you know, doesn't always work for everyone. But for me, it's worked like a charm. The second thing has been reading avidly. Um, Every subject that I struggle with, whether that's been codependency in relationships or My eating disorders or, you know, family issues, I get my hands on as many books on that subject as I can. And it's amazing how many people in the world share the same issues. And when you're, when you're reading about it and, and it's, you know, it's been published like in a, in a study or a journal or a book that's respected. Now you have authority telling you what these issues are and it, it makes you extremely self-aware. Um, and the third thing I think is practicing that ownership, practicing personal responsibility. So if you get in a fight or a disagreement with your significant other or if you're if you're dating someone and you just kind of get a bad feeling about it, your intuition is bubbling bubbling up and and trying to tell you something, take a minute and ask yourself, okay, is this me or is it the other person? 99% of the time it's you. 99% of the time, there is something going on in you. You have some kind of feeling towards the other person or towards the situation or towards yourself that needs to be addressed. And when you get that weird feeling in in your relationship or in a dating scenario, if you can stop and ask yourself, okay, what's going on right now? What am I feeling inside? What is my gut trying to tell me? If you can stop right there and just take a minute to listen to that and accept responsibility for whatever that may be, then I think that, as you said, it's like a practice. It's like a muscle. The more you get in the groove of doing that, the better you become at being self-aware. And then, you know, the the ultimate effect of that is that you have more success in dating. Because when you encounter somebody who's extremely self-unaware, you're like, okay, you know, nice meeting you, but this is just going to be a shit show, you know, like moving on, you know, very, so people who are very self-aware and emotionally intelligent need to be with people who are
1: like that as well. Cause otherwise they just constantly feel frustrated. That's the truth. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the show, man. I really appreciate it. This was a good episode. Where can people find out more about you and follow your stuff? Thank
0: you so much, Kevin. Um, I'm on, uh, Instagram. It's just my name, Kevin Nahai, and I'm on YouTube. My YouTube channel is called The Other Side. Um, you can type in The Other Side or you can type in Kevin Nahai and, uh, you'll, you'll
1: find my videos. Freaking awesome. Well, everybody go check out Kev's stuff, a fellow Kev. I love it. Um, fun fact on that before we jump off, do you know what the definition of Kevin is? Mm, no, I think it's an Irish name, right? The defi- the definition of Kevin is something about along the lines of handsome.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: So own it, own it. Yeah, I'll take
0: it. Well, you got those blue awesome. eyes and, and that rock and bod, dude.
1: So hey, <laughs> well, thank you again so much, Kev. I appreciate it for everybody listening. Go out there, put some heart into everything that you do today.